0: Thanks for joining me at the table for this week, and uh, we're talking about the word love um, as part of Advent. Our scripture today comes from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Your God says to you, Comfort, comfort my people with gentle, compassionate words. Speak tenderly from the heart to revive those in Jerusalem, and proclaim that their warfare is over. Her debt of sin is paid for, and she will not be treated as guilty. Prophesy to her that she has received from the hand of Yahweh, twice t- received from the hand of Yahweh twice as many blessings as all her sins. A thunderous voice cries out in the wilderness, Prepare the way for Yahweh's arrival. Make a highway straight through the desert for our God. Every valley will be raised up, every mountain brought low. The rugged terrain will become level ground, and the rough places a plain. Then Yahweh's radiant glory will be unveiled, and all humanity will experience it together. Believe it, for Yahweh has spoken his decree. A voice says, cry out, and I ask, what should I say? All people are as frail as grass, and their elegance is like a wilting wildflower. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of Yahweh blows upon it, the people are just like grass. But even though grass withers and the flower fades, the word of our God stands strong forever. Go up on a high mountain, you joyful messengers of Zion, and lift up your voices with power. You who proclaim joyous news to Jerusalem, shout it out and don't be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. Look, here comes the Lord. Yahweh as a victorious warrior, he triumphs with his awesome power. Watch as he brings with him his reward, and the spoils of victory to give to his people. He will care for you as a shepherd tends his flock, gathering the weak lambs and taking them in his arms. He carries them close to his heart, and gently leads those that have young. My favorite Christmas song when I was a kid was, Go Tell It on the Mountain. And I always envisioned someone standing on a mountain and was yelling, Jesus is born. And here is where you read that. Here it's prophesied. We first hear of what is to come. We're told that he will care for us. Why? Because of the love of God. God loves the world so much that he sends his son to die on a cross for us. What an amazing thought. I read a book a few years ago, and it is called One Word That Will Change Your Life, and it's by John Gordon, Dan Britton, and Jimmy Page. And there's no relation to the Gordon. Um, Through prayer, and I mean prayer in the mode of listening to what God has to say to you, and a lot of discernment, you're given a word for the year. You think about the things that you need for the coming year. This is instead of doing your uh, New Year's resolutions, but you think about the things that you need and why you need that in your life. And yes, you pray about it and your praying time is a time of silence where you think on those words and you ask. You ask God to give you that word. This will be my fifth year doing this. um, And I always start it around this time in December. I start to prepare for my one word for the new year Um, in the past. Well, my first year was the year of my divorce and in my marriage. I didn't have any authority whatsoever, not even over myself and the word authority was shown to me and so that was my word for the year the next year my word was okay and that was really important because that was the year that my mom got really really ill and she decided um, that she wasn't going to have treatments anymore and at the same time, I wasn't sure that I was going to be okay. But the word okay was was shown to me. And that word I stuck with through the year. And it hel- I held on to that. And that helped me realize that everything was going to be okay. The next year, the word was love. And this one... I struggled and struggled and struggled to get my word. I started in December, and it wasn't till actually the beginning of February. And I remember sitting in the library at the school that I worked at, and I was on a break. And I was just like, you know, God, why? Why haven't you shown me my word? And this teacher, who I knew really well, comes in and asked about Bob Goff. And I'm like, you know, you mean Bob Ross? And she's like, no, I mean Bob Goff. And I'd never heard of him before. And so I told her, I said, no, I've never heard of Bob Goff before. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're you're a Christian and you don't know who Bob Goff is. So the next day she hands me, she hands me this book and it's called Love Does. And I'm telling you, I had... (laughs) I had goosebumps go up my arm as she passed the book off to me, and that was how my word love was my word for the year, and when you pick your, when you are discerning your words, you ask yourself, what, what things do you need in your life? And then you kind of give a definition to why you think you need that word in your life. I got a dry erase poster that's just blank. It's like an island. And I wrote the word love on it in big letters. And below it, I wrote love for my life, love for my job, love for my living situation, love every day. And this past year, it was a little bit easier to come up with my word. Um, my word was happy. And again, I write it in big letters and i like to quote from Harriet Truman. And she says, The most important requirements for happiness is a feeling that you have been honest with yourself and those around you. A feeling that you have done the best you could with your personal life and in your work and the ability to love others. Also, the feeling that you are in some way useful. It's the beginning of happiness. This year, it was crazy. Um, The classroom that I was working in talked about doing a one word. And so I got to do this activity with my class. And I shared with the kids about my one word about how my word was happy and I was gonna be happy at work and I was gonna be happy in my home life and every day I was gonna strive to be happy and as the year went on let me tell you what a crazy year to have happy for your word um, <laughs> in fact this year has been the happiest that I've been in a long time And I think that all of my words through these past four years have led me up to being okay with being happy and the happiness that I've experienced um, in my life this year. So prepping myself for the coming year, I I sit and I ponder and I meditate and pray for the loving guidance that can only come from God to help choose my word. And I pick up this book every December, like I said, and there's a five-day Bible study on the YouVersion app. And it goes along with the book as well. And I follow that plan every December, too. But uh, do we do that every December in the Christmas season? Do we prepare our hearts for Jesus? Are we instead getting caught up in the hustle and bustle of the season? buying things online and making sure that our trees look the best and our light displays on our homes are just perfect. Is that the preparation for Christmas that we should be making? How do you prepare for Christ's birth each year? I remember my sister would make a birthday cake for Jesus' birthday. And I think that was because her son actually suggested it um, when he was little and so when Nathan was little, I had that tradition too for a while. I haven't done it recently though, and this year I'm alone at Christmas. My son will be with his dad, so it will just be me and the cat. So I probably won't do it this year, sadly. But it's important to remember the season and why we celebrate Advent. This Advent season is unlike any other. We aren't meeting in buildings on Christmas Eve. We might be worshiping in front of our laptops or even our phones. Will you have your family nearby or not? What preparations can you make regarding your relationship with the Lord? Put aside the disappointments of the missed gatherings and put away the need to look good on social media. Just get down to the bare bones of you and Jesus. What will your preparation for Christmas be? Keep in mind, last week was hope. What kind of hope do you carry? What kind of hope do you still need from Jesus? This week, the Advent theme is love. What does love look like this season? Is love sitting in your house hiding out? Or does love look like going out and wearing your mask and applying that hand sanitizer before you touch anything? Does the love of God, is there proof in your life that's evident? when you go to work or when you are running errands or when you're going about whatever it is in your day this is what we're to be shouting from the mountaintops that jesus is born jesus has a room a room within my heart and yours where are you letting him in are you letting him in with his hope and his love and his joy and his peace in your work day How about your home life? How about even your hobbies? In all of your comings and your goings, that is what Advent is all about. This week, remember that God's love is so immense and so wide and so deep that it can cover all of your hurt and all of your pain and all your uncertainty that we've had this year. God's love brought a baby to this earth who grew up doing his father's business of proving his love to the world by performing miracles by seeking out the lost and by sharing what life in heaven is like for us humble creatures on this earth. God loves us so much that he sacrificed one of his own for us. He sent love and hope and peace and joy for our forgiveness of sin. And we need to shout that from the mountaintops. We need the world to know that all is not lost. Just because of a virus. God is bigger than this virus. God has a plan in all of this. We don't know what it is yet. But just like the people in Vizero, He had a plan. He's got one. And we just have to. Wait it out. We have to hold on to the fact that. God's got the knowledge that is needed in this time and in this place. And he's got the power if we just reach out our hand and grab hold. And again, be that spark, be that hope, be that love to those around us. That, that's what Advent in the year 2020 is going to look like. Now, I'm probably going to talk about this the next two more weeks, too. Is that's what we are called as Christians to do and to be. Is to be that representation of what we have in our hearts. And what... Like, I talked about the one word. I talk about the one word a lot. If you talk to my friends, I talk about the one word a lot. And I listen to John Gordon's webcast, his podcast as well. And he's got a lot of positivity going on with it. In fact, it's called Positive You. But I challenge you to look for this book called One Word That Will Change Your Life. I believe it was only $9.99 on Amazon when I looked it up recently. I challenge you to go to the YouVersion app on your phone or on your tablet or wherever and find the Bible study plan because that will also walk you through your one word. And just ask God, just what can you do to prepare to prepare for Jesus to prepare for his birth this year that maybe you haven't done in the past you know like i said it's going to be different this year it's worship <laughs> growing up worship was christmas eve was always we went to the church and my mom played the organ and we went home and my mom would start cooking tacos and phone would ring or people would call and stop by and she would forget that she's cooking and we'd have burnt tacos every year for christmas eve that's the tradition i still have tacos but we don't have them burnt sorry mom but what how do you prepare my preparation was always church christmas eve and here we have the opportunity to prepare More, Because we aren't running around. Because we're not getting caught up in all of the, whatever the word is I'm looking for, of the holiday season. We actually have time to sit in silence and let God do what he's to do during this time. We need to open our hearts. We need to prepare the way. And when we prepare the way, we need to go to that top of the mountain and we need to shout that Jesus is born and Jesus is inside me. And he's my savior. And he's the one that I follow in my life. Not some wacko. Um... But yeah, okay, so... Back to the one word. I challenge you to get the book. I challenge you to go through the Bible study. It's not very difficult at all. Um, You can do it as a family. There are... um, All sorts of different ways that your one word can be represented. And it's really, really quite a movement. And I hope that you uh, take part in that as part of your preparation as well. And... Don't forget that um, I do this podcast every week, and if you'd like to leave feedback, or if you'd like to leave a prayer request, you can do so at s-g-l-a-t-t-h-e-t-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. And if you like this podcast, I ask that you share it with your friends and pass along the word and if you do, do your one word Um, email me and share with me your word so let's close in prayer I didn't do that last week, I apologize I didn't do that last week Um, I really wasn't feeling good last week no I don't have COVID Um, I just have a really really bad head cold so uh, dear Heavenly Father as I lift my hands towards you I ask that you bless the people that are listening to this podcast and that you be with them this week as they prepare for, for your son's birth. Even though this happened 2,000 years ago, Lord, we, every year, need to come before you and prepare for this once again. And I ask that if they are uh, looking to have their one word, that you guide them. In the way that they should go. Be with the people that we come across every day and I ask those that are in the hospitals, those working in the hospitals, that you give them strength and endurance for the fight and those that are on respirators and those that are in need of care, Lord, that they get the care that they need. You've got a grand plan and we just have to keep our faith in all of this. And in your son's most holy name we pray. Amen. Have a great week.